Welcome to the Randown Podcast. I am Robin Thede, uh, the host also of a similar show with one vowel difference, The Rundown with Robin Thede on BET. Um, thank you for joining us for our podcast. It's our second one of 2018, and I don't know why I said that stat. It really means nothing. <laughs> but I am very excited. I have... Uh, one of the most amazing people, oh. just in general, on the podcast today. I'm not even going to do like a long introduction because oh, no. you know who she is. She was on The Daily Show. She's now the host of Full Frontal with Samantha B on TBS. Please get up, give it up. Jesus, I can't even talk for Sam B, everybody. Hi. Thank you. Oh, I just clapped for myself. You should. Why? I well, got caught the, up in the moment. Yeah. As we all do. Oh. Well, the, the funniest part is right before we started, you said, how mm-hmm. do you do a podcast the day before your show? After the day your after show? your show. I don't. I actually literally don't know how you but, do it. But I just stumbled through four words. Like, I couldn't get them out. I, and we're going to leave that, by the way. And still, yeah, no, but still, I don't know how you have the energy. Like, I, I, I mean, know. sometimes I have to do things after we have a show, and I'm always, I wake up in the morning, and I'm like, why did I say that I would do this? I am tired. And not just physically, but also just kind of, it's just draining. Yeah. It's not actually physical. Yeah. yeah. We'll get to that in a minute, but first, uh, I just want to say mm-hmm. what an honor it is to be a part of this late night labia club, as we called it last night on the show, with you. I love it so much that we have a labia club. It's even amazing. I know. I think it's great. The I'm, dues are very expensive, though. We do need to talk about that. They're, it's all yeah. expensive. And it's, we just we just pay them straight to Gloria Steinem and Oprah. <laughs> of course. Um, so, uh, oh, what did you think about all that Oprah running for president stuff? Now I'm just going to skip oh, all over the Oh, you know, we let's skip over everything. Yeah. You know, I, you know I love Oprah. Yeah, I love her. Who we doesn't? have a whole running um, on Slack. We're because she's in this building. You Slack know, she comes, is the system that we use to communicate. It is a communication system, and she's in this building. I mean, occasionally, I know, and we're all very obsessed. Have with you seen her? Seeing her? No. So Ashley Nicole Black told me, did she see her? No, somebody, someone on your staff saw her. Somebody rode the elevator with her. Oh, my God. And that was months ago. Oh, my and God. And we were still talking about it. So it is oh imperative God. that we run into her at some point. I don't even see you on the elevator. I We know. work in the same building. This is the weirdest building. It is weird. Um, You know what? I love Oprah. I don't think she wants to be president. I mean, I we agree. should stop trying to force her to do that. I agree. I agree don't know why anyone would want to do that correct she's way too smart it's the same as michelle obama her life is too good correct her life is the way she wants it it feels very by design and being president would really it really throws a wrench into your like watching shark week shows (laughs) oh you know oprah watches shark week oh for sure For sure. I always find myself, because I Instagram stalk her, I find uh, me trying to identify which home she's currently at oh. in her Instagram videos. I've never seen images of her homes. I have them in my imagination, and they're probably so much, they're so grand in my imagination. All I know is there's always private chefs, and the private chefs yeah. lay out this buffet, and each of the items has a 
placard okay. with what it is what? and like what's the, what the ingredients are. And I'm like, does oh. she just do this just for her? I feel like she just has like a lot of outbuildings and she just rides she a horse from place to place. Yeah, that sounds right. You know what I mean? Because she, she just... has mad gardens and rose oh, gardens totally. and fruit and vegetable yeah. gardens. She just strolls. Like someone someone takes the horse, someone takes the, 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 the bridle and like leads her through <laughs> paths. Right. She's not galloping. Like, yeah, yeah time, to, time for your hairdo. <laughs> and they just like, she rides a beautiful horse to it. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly how it goes. Listen, it's not surprising if it is. No. Let me just say Placards that. telling you what is on your buffet. Listen, if I can find food mm. in the morning, I'm just excited. Wouldn't you get sick of that after a while? You're like, I know, it's a guava. <laughs> I identify it now. You told me. You tell me every day. I can see. I don't know if I would get sick of it. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I've been, I was poor for so long. I just feel like it would be fine. <laughs> um... So I I also wanted to talk about the fact that in the beginning, uh-huh. when I first started this show, yes. first of all, you were my biggest fan before the show even happened. I love you. Um, I Which I cannot thank you enough for. That motivation. Because as you know, launching a late night show is not easy. No, it's not easy. And it's very terrifying. Yeah. And the terror seizes you for a <laughs> long, long time. Yeah. Does that ever go away? Uh, it's. I think it does actually. That that gets mitigated over time, but it definitely. You know, there's a long period when there's a long period of time when you know that you're going to launch a new show, yes. and then there's this whole stretch of many months before yes. it actually launches, where you're like, Shh, "What am I doing? Yes. Why did I decide to put this heavy <laughs> burden? Like, why did I decide to to put this on on a future plane? And now I actually have to live up to this promise yes. that I've made. And that is a that's a very heavy. That's like very fraught it's a gift and you're so thrilled and it's uh you know it's richly textured with all these different thoughts and there's excitement but there's also a lot of middle of the night dread yes and then the press previews start coming out and they start talking about what they think the show will be what they think it will be and they constantly ask you what it is right and you're also like i can't just watch just, it. Can you just watch can it? Can you just watch it? Can we just like I know write you have the a job article? to do? But like, yeah, can you just write it out? I, I don't really want to explain to you like every single thing that's going to be on the show because then no one will watch the show. So maybe also just... they won't get it even if you do. Don't you want to be surprised? Right. A it's like Christmas. Don't yes. open the gifts before Christmas. No. What are you doing? Come on. But but it is nice. I think you met with a lot of um, excitement about your show, rightfully so. And I luckily had a lot of excitement about my show and still mm-hmm. continue to. Yep. I, I would venture to say that we're both doing very well. Yes, I agree. Um, so. <laughs> yes, it's a very good place to be. Yeah, it is. But um, we're, we, um, we took your energy that you gave us and like we just wrote it into our premiere it really was helpful and you gave us nasty woman jackets mine hangs on the back of my door and i look at it every morning it's because i'm scared to take it out of this building for for fear of dropping it in a puddle (gasps) they're such nice jackets they're so nice so much do you wear yours i don't feel that okay i'll say this i love a satin jacket and i dream (laughs) about satin jackets and that's why i had these jackets made because i've always wanted to be part of a girl gang yes and i feel that you need to have a satin jacket yeah you do like embossing of course um, but I don't feel that I personally pull off a satin jacket. <gasps> what? It's it's. I love it so much, and I put it on sometimes, and I'm like, could I? And I think I wore it home once, and the, my kids were like, what is happening? Yeah, they were like, Mom, what are you doing? You are not living up 
to the promise of that jacket. <laughs> Your like sloppy side ponytail no. is not. Wait, do you wear a side ponytail? Sometimes it's just a ponytail I, and it shifts. I have never. Oh, ever. oh, I see. It's from tiredness, I see. It's just, it's just like it gives up halfway through and then it's crooked. It's not. It's not intentional. It's not side on purpose, right? Well, it was interesting because you gave you made four of those jackets, right? Mm-hmm. One for Chelsea. Yes. May her show rest in peace. Yes. Uh, mm. But she's on to bigger and better activist things. Yeah. Uh, and to and Sarah. Sarah Silverman. Yeah. 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 Who's, who did her first 10 episodes and hopefully will be back with more. Yes, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Um, it's just a fun club to be in. So it's that a fun was, club that was, to be that in. Was very and you awesome. know what? I would welcome a few more. Uh, I, I would uh, welcome a few more members to yes, this club. Actually. I agree. Someone asked me last night in the Q and A before the show. They said, "Do you? Uh, what is it going to take to get more women, more Black women in late night?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "They're coming. Trust oh, me, yeah, they're coming." Because yeah, yeah. don't you no- don't you notice even in the last couple of years, there's more Black women writers, more mm-hmm. Black women correspondents. Thanks to you, you and put Ashley Nicole Black on your first episode, and people are people are excited about it, and yeah. just there's more visibility. I feel like there's more yeah people are asking for it in a way that they were just people feel I, I think people were very comfortable with the status quo for a really really long time yeah. like their needs were met by John Stewart and they were like I'm good mm. why would you I mean the temperature of television has changed I feel like around the time of the daily show you would you would have conversations with people because we were always I was always trying to develop television shows while I was working there right and the conversation was very much like well we have one news-based comedy show, why in the world wow. would we ever want another one? Wow. So it really, it, the, the, the times have, have changed. Yeah. There's obviously, you know, a plethora of, of perspectives that we would all benefit from. Absolutely. And there are so many women out here who are capable of hosting these shows mm-hmm. and doing amazing work. I, yeah. I'm anxious to see what happens in the uh, next me too. couple of years. Mm-hmm. I hope everybody's getting smart and developing these shows properly. I hope so, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things you said to me, I feel like last summer was like, thank God there's someone else. Like, yes. You know I mean? like, of course. We need this. And, and another show will emerge and it will be someone who hopefully is very unexpected and people will go oh we did we never knew we needed this right I think that is kind of what has happened is that all of these new voices are emerging and people think well I didn't know that was missing from my life until (laughs) suddenly it appeared to me women can tell jokes what I'm confused like I knew that at one point in my life and then I forgot (laughs) and I always say this too I don't think it's intention well no Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. But I don't think it's like as a as a globe, right? Like as a mm-hmm. as a let's say as America. I don't think that people at home were like, I don't want a woman in late night. I think right. they just like you said, didn't have it to choose from. Didn't have it to choose from. And I do think, you know, uh, I think networks bear a lot of responsibility for not yeah. being they bear the responsibility for not being creative and not being right. forward thinking and also being very afraid for their jobs all the time yeah i get it it's tricky and it is hard to take outrageous chances but i you see more and more that people's like the risks that people are taking are paying are pay off. off they Absolutely. pay off in a million different ways i think about shows well i think about creator driven shows mm-hmm. like your show uh my show but also like atlanta insecure like all these amazing yeah. shows that are artists taking their work and really just Putting it on screen. If you invest in creators, it 
it it pays off. Yeah, for like sure. The simplest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think too, like back in the day when I think about like Whoopi's talk show or Joan Rivers or any of these, yeah. I think they were trying to force them into the Johnny Carson mold so hard mm-hmm. or you know whatever that it just it didn't feel authentic mm-hmm. or whatever. Not that those shows weren't good, but it was like well when you're drawing a comparison. To whatever the white man is doing on the show, it feels like, you know, they can't be 100% authentic. But when your show came out, I felt like, oh, great. Like, this is exactly what she wants to be doing. This is, it was such a good role model for what I was trying to do because it was just like, oh, okay, great. Like, this is what a woman can do when she just gets to actually say what she wants. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like if you have, if someone, what if you're like, if I actually so, don't feel that way. No, at I don't. All. I don't know. I just <laughs> show up. Women. I just come at like four thirty-five oh on a Wednesday. Um, <laughs> what's the show about this week? Um, no, it, it, when you are given the opportunity to do your own thing. I, you have to really do the thing that you want to do. Otherwise, right. what is the point? Yeah. I mean, y- y- you know, that comes with time, though. I mean, that comes with, like, age and perspective. Not necessarily, but if you're given an opportunity to create something that has your name on it and that is firmly entrenched in your point of view. Like, if you don't go for it, then what are you, w- doing? What are you here for? Well, and I think that's the difference between the greats who did it before, the Joan Rivers and the Whoopies and the whatever, is that I think we've we are now in an era where people are looking for that mm-hmm. individual creative content and they're not forcing it, this kind of formula. On well, it. there is a feeling, I, I think, that people are seeking um, an authentic experience of something. And so they will they will go with you on a journey if yeah. you just give them something to believe in. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think and so. It, can, it doesn't necessarily... I mean, it matters what, what you're giving them for sure, but people... I include myself in this and I say this all the time. I just want to believe in a world. Like I just take me to your world. I don't care <laughs> what it is. Yeah. If it feels authentic to me, y- y- you have me. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah. I'll w- I'll go. What with are you, you watching right now? Oh my god. Because you have so Can much I, free this time. This is so. Oh, oh no! Let it be something so... awful. <laughs> it's not awful. It's not awful. But it is dorky. Yeah. Possibly. Uh, I'm really obsessed with the great. British <gasps> me too show. me too <gasps> really? yes we all are are oh you kidding God, me where are the new so episodes much. there's I'm, not enough episodes I had a panic attack because I'm you in, watch them all because <laughs> I'm in season four oh I've watched them and all. I'm halfway through and I'm like what's next Is another there, year of waiting there was a season five though wasn't there no but we don't get them for like I, I mean know, you're gonna have to get some satellite or something Is there some way to get a satellite <laughs> onto sure. my building I'm so sure. that I can like what's the technology <laughs> seriously because I'm really loving it it's somebody here told me about it did you tell me about it Sachi? Rosie she told me about it one of our producers told me about it and she said I said oh god I can't even we were talking about what shows we watch when we go home and I said oh god I'm so tired when I get home Mm -hmm. you know I just try to hit the late night shows like or in the morning but I'm not really watching a lot of other television yeah and uh with the exception of like my best friend shows or whatever um uh, so I uh 
she said, you know what? You got to watch The Great British Bake Off. Yeah. She said, it's mindless, but it's also got so much. Mindless meaning I don't have to go through an emotional yeah. roller coaster. Yes. But she said, the heart of the show, and it's actually really funny and it's mm-hmm. cute. Yep. And I was like, okay, but I don't like food shows because then it makes me want to bake a cake at three in the morning yes. and I can't. Mm-hmm. She was like, trust me, watch it. And I was hooked and I binged it probably in a weekend, like all the seasons. <laughs> I am so in love with it and my kids love it. And we are just watching British people make sponges. <laughs> and I find it so and creme patissier or whatever creme that is. <laughs> I am so in love with it on every yes. level. It's just I love process shows. And yes. this is to me a great example of a cooking show because you're actually watching because I'm actually learning. Yes. And watching things rise. And I know. Learning about kitchen science. <laughs> and I love the people. And I yes. love those two hosts are so Aren't they funny? together. Yeah. And Mary Berry is my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Paul Hollywood is so smarmy, but like in a good way. But in the best possible way. And I yeah. actually believe that he can bake which is yes. important to me. Yes. I've made bread since I've been watching it. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> Listen, I have gone so far to watch their extras and like Mary and Oh Paul, my God, I love it. They I bought do... two cookbooks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I oh didn't my know God. they had cookbooks. Oh, I don't have time do. to cook. Yeah, oh, no, God. I want Mary Berry to be on my show so much and people in the office are like, you want who to do <laughs> what now? I'm like, no, I just want her to come on my show and say sheer perfection yes that's all i care about that's all for the rest of life yeah listen i was so stressed about pie lattice tops for so long oh, God. but anyway yeah <laughs> well good we share that in common okay i'm also obsessed with the crown oh i don't watch it it's really good it can't i need something to be happening like really in quick success like i need oh no i need dough to be rising or zombies to be being oh got it some, some something yes to, to keep me awake Oh, you know what I saw this week? Black Lightning premiered on the CW. Okay. It's really cute. Okay. I don't know if you're into comic book stuff. It seems like, I like a completely different like Jessica, departure. I but like Jessica Jones. Oh, well, then you would like this. So I probably would like it. Yes, because it's about a father who's like a retired superhero, but his one of his daughters is starting to oh, get the oh, power. Right. Okay. But she's like still discovering it. But they also have like a lot of attitude like Jessica Jones. Okay. But not in a like snotty teenager way. In a like growing into their own and like smart okay yeah it's it's good i do like I a little like television it. escape it it's a always... great one okay it's a great one i highly recommend just take me out of my world yes please please <laughs> um all right um and this has been your tv review with <laughs> yes we Robin. did it we solved tv and uh. next stop we create our own <laughs> baking show <laughs> oh my god oh do not tempt me tarts. i will learn how to bake <laughs> Two tarts. <laughs> Two tarts making tarts. Yep. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm into this. Oh, my God. I'm super into this. All right. Um, as you can see, this podcast has no structure, but that's okay because I just enjoy talking to you. But I yep. will do the normal thing that people tune into this podcast for, which is talk oh. a little bit about the show last night. Did you have a chance to see it? You, I wa- you know what? I didn't do. watch the whole one. I watched the act. For, I've watched your first act. I oh, it was good. Great. Fantastic. It was so great. Thanks. And your blazer. Listen, Your blazer honey. game is strong, and I appreciate Thank that. You. Thank was, you. You looked amazing. Thank you. The show you. was great. So funny. That outfit was my favorite of the season. It was very say. good. Yeah. It was very good. A little like, velvet ne- goes a long way. A little texture. Yeah. Lo- I love it. <laughs> a little texture. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. My my wardrobe and glam team is just fantastic. Uh, that, you know what's so funny to me is I think... It's just fascinating to me that Kamala Harris and Cory Booker have been on the Senate Judiciary Committee one week. (laughs) I know. And they are already just coming for blood. Totally. 
Did you watch both? Yeah. Did you Mm -hmm. watch Cory Booker just like get enraged? Uh, Yes. He's been on your show. He's a a dear friend. Yep. He was amazing. I love Kamala. I really do. I watched her whole thing. I think she's so good. So good. She's so good. So good. Is she going to run for president? Well, if she's smart, she won't. But everyone wants her to. I know. I I think she wants her to. You know what? I actually really am hoping that when we go through this again, when we have to go through this experience again. (laughs) I love that that's the way you put it because it's so true. It is torture thinking about it. I know. That a lot of women put their names, throw their names into the hat. I think like we really do need to normalize the idea of women running for the highest So we can get over the shock. Get over this shit and like get to the business of having a country that's decent. So I do, I do actually hope that she does. I think there are a few women who are... Mm -hmm. Close. Oh, you know who you had your, on your show last night, who I adore, uh-huh. uh, who, who tweeted at us about this podcast was Stacey Abrams. Oh my who's God! Running for governor She's in Georgia, a star. We're very excited for her. She's, She's a, such star. a star. She is a star. Oh. And everyone knows it. And, you know, she would be incredible. She would be. She'd and be not incredible. just because she's black. She's actually has a, a no. uh, I know, not that is you were saying Is there anybody that. who has a more extensive background? No. In, no. Is there anybody who is more qualified to do that job? That section where Ashley so. was running down her resume, or where I she know. was saying her resume, and Ashley was like, okay, we got it. I know. <laughs> I feel like in so real good. time, that conversation took five minutes. It had to have. Yeah. It had to have. No, she's, she's fantastic. And she's such a, like fireball and she, and she like, was so game and she yeah. just was like so great with ashley and ashley was so great with her like just the two of them together i was very was yeah. very happy and magical what's going on with ashley and cory booker <sighs> hopefully true love i'm not <laughs> i don't know sure. i feel like they fell off i haven't you guys off. have not updated us on their romance i know i'll have to get the updates okay hopefully there's hopefully there's a behind the scenes at least emerging well i heard he was dating someone else, so i don't know how ashley feels well, about that i know rude it's how could he but ashley's dating Idris Elba, so it's fine um yep. <laughs> oh spoiler alert spoiler no. <laughs> i think he's Idris... in our office all the oh time my God. you can't yeah imagine. it's like get out i'm trying to work he rides his horse to work right <laughs> he's a delight what else did we talk about in act one? Oh, how weird is it that things about kevin spacey keep coming out like the fact that he said the n-word i don't know i was like what is kevin spacey's thing has he been an awful person not listen this is not to disparage kevin spacey but i'm confused I about him i'm very i'm highly i'm deeply confused about how that <laughs> would emerge in any like what was he talking about when he said he it? said he didn't want oh, his, his body security staff his security yeah to be staff. to be n-words <laughs> Which seems like so, that's oh, an unnecessary place to put it. Like, if you're going to use the N word, it seems so. Where are you in your life? Yeah, it makes me think he just says it all the time. Is if that, you're using it that casually. First of all, if you say it in any conversation, you say it all the time. Correct. Like if you say that's it once, true. you say it all the time. That's true. You don't just experiment <laughs> on a Wednesday and never not, do it again. You don't try it out. That's, that's just true. like a word. If it comes out of your mouth, yeah. it, normal, you're, used you know, to it. you're used to it. Yeah. But what is happening? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, the whole thing is a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. And it's just part and parcel of this whole Me Too movement and these men being um, kind of exposed for being awful. And I know mm-hmm. that you guys took on better than any show and really probably... I don't think other shows have really taken it on earnestly. Mm-hmm. But you guys had a whole first act about Aziz and about... Um, just kind of updating. Well, you've done more than just this week, but this week I thought the act one in in Full Frontal was just fantastic because you. you guys took on something that's normally 
I think, too sticky for people to touch, right? And because most of them are men. So, you know. But also, it's very interesting for our audience. You know, our audience wants to hear about it and we are thinking about it. And so, I mean, in the spirit of making a show that is authentically true to true to your voice yeah you have to talk about the things that you're thinking about and we're all thinking about it i mean look the our my writers are unbelievable yeah they are our writers and producers on this show make me look good all the time but this is (laughs) a really true reflection of what everybody was thinking about in the office there's just nothing else to talk about sometimes and that and it shows when you do a show that it comes from the loins mm, yes you know yep. very truly yep. it, that's where all it, comedy comes it from it resonates it resonates in the loins in the because lo- it comes it from does. the loins <laughs> where are loins loins are somewhere in the nether regions right I didn't want to say anything but yes hey it's it's a podcast there's mm-hmm. there's no censors <laughs> um, so I also get very confused about Ben Carson because I just like I don't understand his purpose and he just keeps saying things and he's also running a very important department. I know. And I I, don't (laughs) I don't feel I'm not confident that he knows what his department does. No. Still. I'm not. Correct. He's still looking for his luggage. Yes. Yes. Thank you. He has not found it yet. He has not found it. He's. Oh boy! Oh boy! What What's a... in that luggage? <laughs> what is in that know. luggage? Is it the definition of HUD? It's just going. Ar- for. It's still going around on the same carousel. <laughs> 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 just around and around in a circle, just like what him. Is in it, his, brain, I know. his brain's in it. I know that footage you had of him was great. Oh my god! I can't. I can't with him. And I, I just, I feel like I need to call him and Betsy DeVos and Jeff Sessions and just all these because it's fine to yell at Trump every week, but mm-hmm. like the people who are making the difference are the people he's put in charge of these agencies and in he charge of has really not he has big surprise he's not very good at, he's not good at government <laughs> doesn't seem to know what he's doing he doesn't actually seem to have a handle on who is an actual oh expert God. we are learning this lesson but but his physical came back flying oh, colors <laughs> when i read 63239 i was like what Young football stud you stats are these. are not growing taller. Correct. Also as that. As you get older. You can't go from 6'1 to 6'3, sir. That does not happen. You know what happens when you get older? Your feet get bigger and your body gets shorter. <laughs> Turn into a hobbit. Yeah. My dad used to be 6'3. My dad was like, my dad was a football player and he was like 6'3, 220 with size 13 feet. And wow. And now Humble he's brag. 6'1. Yeah. My dad's a stud, guys. <laughs> Um, but now he's like six one with yeah. size fourteen feet, right? So and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. I just do you think I am three feet tall? Yeah, and I have size eighteen feet. Yeah, yeah, but it looks good on you. Thank you so much. I'm really good. pulling it off because on TV, right? Your feet, the camera, TV lengthens. Yeah, you. we all it, know that. No, right? but it does. Don't people always go? I can't believe you're this small. They do actually. Yeah. They're like you're very short in real life. What's wrong? My impression of you is that you're eight feet tall, but it turns out 
you're not. I'm sorry that your brain made that happen. I'm so. I've been this size the whole time. I'm very disappointed. I always like when people meet me in real life and they're like, oh, you look younger in person. I'm like, great. Thanks so much. That's nice. I get that a lot. That is so rude. (laughs) Just, they're trying. No one knows what to say. They don't. They don't. They don't. Have you noticed it's changed since the Daily Show? Um, to having your own show, or is mm-hmm. it the same kind of reaction that you get in the streets? No, no, no. It's more. It's definitely. It's definitely more people, but it's it's still New York City. Like yeah. no one really cares, which is great. That's the nice thing about mm-hmm. New York. If you were doing the show in L.A. or something, it would yeah. Be a story. Well, you'd be in your car. You'd be that's true. Sequestered from human life. That's but true. I mean, no one really, no one really gives a crap here. They're like excited if they see Robert De Niro. I don't know. They're just yeah, not, yeah. I mean, it's you know. I'm what like, is there anything like really nice that someone said to you that was like unexpected? People say nice things all the time. You know what yeah. I love? I actually love when really old people come up to me and really young people. Yeah, there's something about the because it doesn't feel like the demographic necessarily. It, yeah, it doesn't feel like yeah. yeah, it doesn't feel like your demo that you're always like pining for. It's yeah. just this nice reality that that people of all ages like the show and I like you know when the high school kids and like grade schoolers watch the show I'm like well, well your parents are you have bad parents yeah Tell them straight up because like, I curse I for a lot. a lot I'd say the same thing my nieces and nephews are like they'll quote jokes back to me and I'm like oh no I know you shouldn't know that you're fine <laughs> but they're really into it and my six-year-old niece is going actually mm-hmm. with my sister to the women's march their oh, version in San Diego tomorrow great. And she was like, yeah, let's make some Trump signs. She was like, she can't, she cannot stand Trump. Yeah. She's, well, yeah, kids, she's six now. Kids have been having like Trump nightmares for a, for years. My kids have like drawn so many pictures of him. <laughs> and even when he was just on the campaign trail and they do not watch my show. Like they, they do listen to NPR because that's what we listen to in the morning. Right. Well, we either listen to Howard Stern or NPR in the morning. <laughs> it depends on the day. They don't like Howard Stern. They're like, he swears. I'm like, children, Wait till you see this my is show. the world yeah. we live in. <laughs> but we they don't watch my they don't watch my show. They just happen to know they just know what Trump is doing and they talk yeah. about it on the schoolyard. And so we have a variety of pictures that they've drawn of him oh just God. being a bastard. How old are they now? Seven and nine and twelve. Oh my god! Yeah, there's a lot of carrot carrot looking hair people in our pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I also love too, and not I hate to have this. You can have it all conversation because mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. But I do just want to say congratulations because I have no husband, no children, <laughs> and completely no life while doing this show. Oh, so God. I do not understand <laughs> how you and Jason make it and have three beautiful children. Don't well, get it. <laughs> it starts by waking up every day at 4.30 in the morning. No, I do that anyway. Oh, no. Okay, then. All right. <laughs> but I do just online shop. So to oh, be fair. Oh, okay. Well, I do that too. Oh, yeah. That's a nice. I either watch the Great British Bake Up. Yes, or and baked shop. bread. Mm-hmm. Although I can I tell the turkey story? Am I allowed to tell that story? I told you I know this story. This is the most famous story that your staff tells about you. By the way, what is to brag about how one day, not on Thanksgiving, uh-huh. on a show day. Oh, you not show day, but show week. Uh-huh. You woke up at like two in the morning yep. and made a Thanksgiving feast because your family wanted it, and then went to work. Uh, that is true. Sometimes you put a turkey breast, you like, you know, you, you like get it ready for, yeah, yes. 
That is true. <laughs> they love when when they're out in the streets. Just know that that's the story that's they tell about you. Hilarious. Which I think is so sweet. That's really sweet. Yeah. Oh, I'm thrilled. I didn't it's think that, that really. About you. I didn't think that really like resonated with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like my private my no. private shame is that I make no. like early morning turkey dinners for when I get home. No, honestly, what they what, so you know what they say behind your back is. That's There's, the meanest yeah, gossip. Yeah, yeah, that they have no excuse to not work hard because that's how you spend your time. <laughs> it's really funny. Which is no. the greatest motivator. The best leveler like of anything is coming home to children who are like, where the hell were you? I need help <laughs> with my homework. They don't care what you you've been doing. They yeah. do not have any interest no. in anything that yeah. I do. They just know that I'm like deficient as a mother. <laughs> And all is as it should be. They don't remember that March Thanksgiving? No. Whatever, oh, God, whatever. no. No. They probably have some horrible memory of it. I once made salmon for them, and they wept. <laughs> and it was so delicious. And I was like, I, you know, like, you just, like, have this feeling of accomplishment because you're like, I worked so hard, and I, you know, and I still managed to get home, and I made this salmon with this delectable sauce, and, like, it's, like, wild line-caught salmon, and I shopped oh for it. God. I brought it home. Oh, my God. And then I just like look up and it was delicious. I'm like devouring it. And I look up and there were tears streaming through my children's faces. They're like, wait, told you. We hate fish. And I think that my eldest daughter was like, why are you doing this to us? Like, so really, no one can ever win. So forget trolls on Twitter. You know, you just go home to kids. Yeah. Oh my God! Uh, you know, I just think I think it's so awesome. I think it's I think it's just really cool. You should. I'm so you're, happy you're to be models. doing this. Yeah, you're the, a role model. What? What? I'm a role How model. Can... You know, I'm a role model too. Um, uh, uh, my three year old niece mm. who thinks it's funny that I get to wear different hair. <laughs> and so I saw her last weekend. Oh and my! Your hair was was stunning. Thank you. It We've been playing with beautiful. some new things. I love it. It's very it. fun. It's like Halloween for me every week. And the oh, great thing yeah. about having a black audience is they don't care. Like, they, you can come out in a Patti LaBelle 80s wig and they don't care. <laughs> They're like, yep, yep, now give us the news. Like, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but they, uh, uh, my three-year-old niece uh, just thinks it, I'm cool because of that. So mm -hmm. last weekend I was in L.A. and I saw her and I put a wig on her and she wouldn't take it off. <gasps> and she oh. cried when I took it off. Oh, no. So I mean, my sister was like, you can't get her obsessed with wigs. I can't afford that habit. I was like, I think I'm a horrible mother to send my three-year-old who has a full head of hair That's amazing. to school with a wig. How amazing. Um, oh, so, yeah. So I told you she's taking my six-year-old niece to the Women's March in San Diego. Yes. I think I'm going to go to the New York one tomorrow. I, I worked as a, like, a talent panel celebrity okay. ambassador last year last for the year. Women's March. It was very fun. You were mm -hmm. there in D.C. I was, But yeah. I did not see you because there was several million people. There were several million people between us. In yeah. between us, there was an ocean of yeah. women. And <laughs> I yelled. I don't think you heard me. <laughs> I said hi from said the hi. bus. <laughs> it was so great. I it loved it great. last year. Yeah. I'm not going this year. Not going. I'm not this going year. this year. I'll be there in spirit. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm taking I'm Ashley going. and I'm taking Amber Ruffin. I think we're going to go wander oh, into, into Central Park tomorrow. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's good. You know, it's interesting too because when it started last year, there was a big uproar. I think you guys had. I don't know if you guys had talked about this on the show or not, but there was like, you know, it was first called the March on Washington, mm -hmm. and black people were like, "Hang on." Now, we did that. Right. <laughs> right. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. And there was a big split between, like, black feminism and white feminism is what it ended up being called. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was important that 
black women were represented in this movement that, you know, quickly shifted, by the way, its priorities to be more inclusive. Mm -hmm. But I think it's it was a bit of a mixed bag. It was very like tough to figure out like, okay, well, I don't want to feel like I'm working against black lady interests to support this thing if black people feel left out of it. But Mm -hmm. I thought at the end of the day, being included in it and being and representing us was more important. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. felt like the event was incredible. It, really, truly incredible. It was incredible. And yeah. really, I feel like no one knew what it was going to be exactly. That's, that's exactly right. Until that moment. Which and there really... were so many people of color, all mm-hmm. sorts of people who were there. Yeah, there were. Men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, so this year, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But I think that struggle continues. It absolutely continues. You I, know? There's... Nothing can be easy. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it's tough. It would appear, yes. And because, I mean, at, at, at my, on my side of things, it's like, you don't ever want to feel like, well, you don't. I don't feel the pressure to have to choose between being a black woman mm-hmm. or a black person or a woman or any of that. Mm-hmm. But I know there are people who want you to, you know, I think. And so it's tricky because you have to be, I think you have to be a bit of a teacher, Mm -hmm. In some ways to go, no, okay, well, if we're talking about the feminist cause, black women need to be included in this way or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is why I also love watching your show, because even when you're talking about something that may not appear to be to have a race component or something, it's just like, oh, it affects everybody. You'll still always be like, but also hashtag black women said this 20 years ago. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you've done that in many stories about Russia. You did it the other night with Ashley jumping in about the. Mm -hmm. um, Oh, my God. What was that? Jesus, I'm blanking. I know it because we're also working on the same story. What yes, is it? it we know what this is. was. We know what it uh, is. It was maternal. Maternal. Uh, care. It was m- maternal yes. mortality. Yes. And you know what? Like that is. I mean, I mean, Ashley's amazing, but it is really a testament to like it. It really is a testament to kind of the different points of view that we incorporate yes. into our staff yeah. and the different types of people we have on our staff. Like Ashley is such is the most amazing person she has so many ideas yep. it, it like she's such an, a, a critical part of yeah. why that is the message of the show yeah and i think that's important but you know what though i feel like on other shows i've definitely worked on other shows where as a black woman who was a writer um i spoke up and said hey we need to cover this or whatever mm-hmm. and it just was like ah, it's not really the story but like the joy of the show is that yeah. people do bring different uh, that's thoughts, what I thoughts mean. that you never had in your right. head to the table and you give those and you give it a voice like that is that's the gift of uh, having such an amazing staff of people. Right. And I think that's the stuff that you and I take for granted because we value different mm-hmm. opinions. Yes. But I don't think other people I think it just comes. I think even mm. today, even with me, too, even with everything, I feel like it comes off as an annoyance to some people like to have to think about diversity or women or race or disabled people or older people. I'm not sh- yeah I'm not know. sure I'm not sure why people don't see it as an opportunity like it's such a no-brainer for us it makes our show better right it makes our show better it makes yeah. our show more inclusive it just makes our show more relevant it makes our show correct. Like right. I, I don't know how else to say it. It puts you on the right side of, of history and life, yeah. and you know, yeah, morality. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, Everything. I'm just not sure why more people don't. I don't know. Take I it think, seriously or think about. It. I mean, I think because they don't understand. But I think they're starting to hear those. Voices, I think they are starting so they, to yeah. hear that. Yeah, or at least you know, in some ways, I feel like 
if you have to fake it till you make it, like yeah. if you just have to talk about it, you just have to keep talking about it until people just like put it into practice. I also think for men, I think it's like, well, especially for white men, I think it's like, well, I was never forced to have to think about these things because I don't live in a world where that's, mm-hmm. you know, a thing that has to be thought about. Yeah. And that's what I think. I, I always say this. It's not, I don't think any of this is like, especially in the entertainment industry, is like out and out overt racism, like keep women out, keep black mm-hmm. people out. It's not that. It's just circle of influence. And it's also a lot of like, you know, I've had these conversations with men like my entire life. And they're like, well, why wouldn't you just walk away if someone oh was being God. coercive with you? And oh, you're like, my you don't God. really understand that. It's, you know, it's difficult to it's difficult to be the person who disengages in a conversation and like walks out the door assertively. Like, well, then not, you're a bitch. You can not everyone is is built to be that, that person. Too. And right. we're, so many of us are taught to be uh, not um, taught to be um, a, a, like a yes person. You're taught to be compliant. Absolutely. You're taught to or like, to just be polite, especially if you're in a work environment. People literally tell you that you can walk down the street and people tell you to put a smile on your face because <laughs> you're not pleasing to them enough. Correct. <laughs> so Correct. when you're steeped in that, it feels different to be yeah. the person who's like, fuck you yeah. and like <laughs> slam the door. You know, it doesn't always work that way. You're just waiting for Shonda Rhimes to be on the other side like, yes! <laughs> It doesn't happen. You know, these things are, it's all, it's like a growth curve and it's learning for everybody. And everybody's just being dragged into the next generation of thinking. And that's appropriate and that's the way it goes. And if you're not always willing to learn, then you are a literal dinosaur. Yes. You should retire. You will get left behind. Yes, you will be left behind. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's really interesting too that like, this whole shock, because you mentioned walking down the street and people are like, put a smile on or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're so pretty if you just smile. Mm-hmm. Um, or you are you look younger in person or whatever. They're yelling at you. <laughs> right, right. But I, I think it's so interesting, too, that men are kind of waking up to this. I, I keep getting these comments, right? Which is like, well, I didn't know if I said that to my coworker it was harassment. Like, I just genuinely didn't know because mm-hmm. of socialization, right? And I'm like, I'll believe that so far, but right. you know, and and I will say what you're saying is true too. We are taught to be polite or laugh our way out of a situation, mm-hmm. right? We're not taught to to just kick over the file cabinet. Well, you're also not. I mean, you know, I, I I'm not saying this is everyone's experience, but it certainly was my experience. You're not taught to believe in yourself enough to know even exactly when someone is hitting on you. Oh, I know. Does that make? Oh, sense? I still like, don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. You don't want to. And I'm usually wrong when I think they are. <laughs> well, I've been wrong so many times. You know, I've been right. I've been wrong. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But there is a part of you even, you know, I feel like there was a, when I was a younger woman, if someone was really inappropriate with me and that, and it certainly happened, I definitely think that I, I very much had the experience of going like, well, I don't want to overthink. Like, I don't even, I can't tell yeah. if this is real. Yeah. Like, why would he do that to me? Like, it, you know, you don't even, it's very it's very sticky and we have to get better at it. And I do think we are getting better at it. And I really want future subsequent generations of women to have it easier and easier. That's the way it's supposed to go. Totally. Totally. Because there have been a same. I've been in so many situations in let's leave social work, social life out of it mm-hmm. in work environments. Yeah. 
I've been in so many situations, especially early on in my career, where I was in rooms with nothing but men. Mm -hmm. I, I, for 10 years, I wasn't in a writer's room with another woman. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I spent 10 years in all male writer's rooms. Right. One of them, I was referred to as the girl writer. They didn't sure. even call me by my name. That's great. And um, That feels good. Yeah. And every time I walked in, they would do a fashion report on like what I was wearing. Like They would do like, oh, okay, you got a tight shirt on today. Oh, we see oh, them jeans. Oh, no. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> every day. Every day. Every for day. For 10 years. Well, no, no, no. That job I wasn't okay. only at for like oh, nine okay, months. Okay, okay, okay. But, but, um, but yeah. I mean, it was just, it was just kind of bouncing from place to place. And you have to and write a book, and you have to name. I call am it girl writer. I know. Thank you. I'm just I've been looking for a title. Saying, have you? I was going to call it No Matter What Color You Are, Stay Black. But yeah, that's too long. Girl writer's better. Girl writer. <laughs> oh my god! Did that's I good. just? I've never thought of a good title for it. That's a in great my life. title. Okay. Because like bossy pants, you know, girl writer. Mm -hmm. But people, but they say no because then the clickbaits. People are going to be like, "Why is it going to be girl writer?" <laughs> no, it's based on an antidote. That means yeah, I'm it's not. Like a, uh, oh, it's a story in the book. You got to read the book. Oh, and then understand. No one's going to read it. Oh god, that's no. ruined. <laughs> <laughs> what do you miss about not hosting your own show? What do you miss about oh. working for someone else? Oh, oh, what do I miss? Yeah. Oh, you know, I do miss. That's so funny. I was talking about that just the other day. What I miss is not being ultimately, not being the last stop yes. on the train. I do yes. miss acquiescing, you know, <laughs> a little bit to yeah. someone else's point of view and just yeah. going like, okay, and being able to go home and just forget about it. Yes. Like, Let them worry about yeah, it. Yeah, like, right. somebody else will worry about it. There's now, there's lots of people worrying, but yeah. I am the key <laughs> person who is worrying all the time. Yeah. You know. I, Larry Wilmore told me that, by the way, who said, mm -hmm. he said, now what you'll learn is that when someone asks you something and you don't have the answer, you'll turn behind you, like metaphorically, you'll turn around to ask the next person mm -hmm. and there's no next there's person. There's no next person, yeah. It's just you. You are mm -hmm. the end of the line. And I think that that's mostly amazing. Yes. And obviously, it's what you go for and yeah. it's what you strive for, but occasionally you do <laughs> come up against it and you're like, I'm so tired. <laughs> Of being the last word on this. Can someone just be the last word like for one second? Just give me a second. My thing is that if I, I don't know, like you, I, I don't know. I tend to second guess my decisions mentally, but outwardly mm -hmm. I try to go, yep, that's 100% how I feel. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, right. But in that's my mind I'm like, hard. I don't know if that's right. It's very much, there's, I mean, there is an aspect of it. I, <laughs> I don't know if people want to hear these things, but I think, I think it's true do. that there is an aspect of this experience that is performance that you know you've made the right decision. Like there's, yeah. you're always performing a little bit. It's, it's yeah, a performative role. You're like, I'm positive. This is correct. Because <laughs> <laughs> people have to feel good about it. And and, yes. it, and I'm sure it, it probably is correct. And if it's how yeah. you feel, then it is actually yes. correct. Yes. Yes. But, you know, you have moments, you don't get enough sleep, you wake up, you're like, I waver on this. I'm not sure. But you sort of have to go, no, I know exactly what I'm doing. Yep. Yep. At and just all trust times. your gut. I trust know. your gut. I know. Trusting your gut comes with, you know, the consequences often that you're like, oh, God. I know. I, know. I just want to go be on a beach. <laughs> Are you me? Because that is exactly what I say to myself every Friday. Um, uh, we have to wrap this. Oh, uh, no. Which breaks my heart. Um, let's leave, though, on something really cool. Okay. Uh, do you, I know people ask you this all the time, so I'm sure you have an answer because I get asked this all the time, too. What is the advice you have for anybody who mm. wants to do what you're doing? Uh, well, my honest advice is just to keep 
is really to be performing and writing for yourself all the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah. That's honestly what it is because you have to figure out who you are as a performer. You have to figure out what it is you love to do. Like, yeah. you know, people often think they want one thing from this career, but they yes. actually want something else. And yeah. the only way to figure out exactly who you want to be in this world of entertainment is yeah. to be constantly doing it. And yeah. that's and it's very it is a very do it yourself type of career until people start hiring you. But even still, you're still uh, you're still doing it. it I comes think from, even for women, I think it's still very do it yourself. Mm -hmm, at every it level. is, yeah, it is. Uh, sadly, and we're we're getting away from that. But you know, we're still not in that system mm -hmm. like that. Um, I think too. Yeah, the thing I always say is find the things that you love to do, master them, and then find a way to get paid for it. Exactly. So, like you said, it may not be a late night mm -hmm. host. Like, that may not be the thing, you know? I always thought I was going to be on Saturday Night Live. That was right. always, you know, I went through Second City and I.O. and all these places, and I thought, that's what I'm going to do. And I think it, it is part. It is partly being open to how yeah. to how you evolve within yes. within the the journey of it. Like, I only ever wanted to be a working actor who was, like, just performing and doing my own thing and, and, and just making enough money to have a nice life. Yeah. Like making enough money to have a decent life. Yeah. Where I could like have a house and a life. Yeah. Like so I evolved with this too. I would not twenty years ago I would not have said that I would be doing what I'm doing now. There's no way. Yeah. Just absolutely not. So you have to be a bit nimble within Yeah. The the world of entertainment. And then I think there's a point where you have to draw a line in the sand for yourself. In which, at which point you say, I will no longer do this unless someone is paying me for Amen. it. Amen. <laughs> Listen. Like, I need to now get paid. And yes. now, I, now that I'm getting paid for this, I don't do it for free. Right. Absolutely. You know, yep. I mean, charity and stuff, that's different. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, it's I, true. Professionally, you draw a professional line and you say, now I'm a professional. Sambi, you are an absolute joy. You're you a joy. Are, thank you very much. I take that. I will uh, insert that into my heart and, <laughs> let it, and let it grow back piece by piece. Very good. Um, you are an absolute uh, hero and an icon in thank this you. business. And I, I'm so happy that you guys won an Emmy for your special. Thank Give it you. up. Thank you. Not, not the White House Correspondent Center. Thank, thank you for you. letting me be a part of that. And then also, on top of that, I really hope that more Emmys are in the future for your uh, terrestrial show I as well. I say that to you as well. I extend <laughs> that you. same wish for you. Thank you. you I hope to see it. you there in the fall. That would yeah. be very Ooh, fun. Oh, that would be so fun. We will have a blast. We will wear matching dresses. I said oh, it. Yes, yes, what? done. No, I'm in. Wanna, no, yeah. no, no. Oh, we're just going to so take our, we're going to dismantle our jackets and make very short oh, dresses. Oh, my God. They Sleeveless, would be so short. purple. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm in. All right. Fine. We can do it at this point. You take the arms and you make them into pants. I've got it all figured out. It They're took two seconds. <laughs> oh, God. No one wants to see it, but if it nope. means that I'm at the Emmys, I'm in. Um, all right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Um, please, please, please watch Full Frontal with Samantha B on uh, TBS on Wednesday nights at 1030 yes. Eastern mm -hmm. and whatever that means. I don't know, 430 Central. I don't know what. <laughs> I know. What is I whatever know. that converts to. Yep. Uh, and then you can check out The Rundown with me on Thursday. Why not, 11. huh? Why not? It's on a it's Thursday. On a, it's on a whole different it's a day. whole show. <laughs> this woman is the hardest working woman in show business doing two back-to-back -back shows. Yes. A different style, but still. 
my God. <laughs> thank you. Someone finally recognized us. Yes. Uh, no, uh, this has been fantastic. You guys, thank you for tweeting with us. I didn't get time to get to it this week, but so many of you tweeted so many amazing things. Shout out to Justin Simeon, creator of Dear White People, who gave us a very nice tweet as well. So thanks, guys. Keep tweeting with us. And remember... January 30th, we are boycotting along with Queen Maxine Waters. We are boycotting the uh, Trump State of the Union, and we will be uh, re-watching Barack Obama's first State of the Union and live-tweeting it as if it's happening currently because nothing will make Trump matter than moving forward by going Barack in time. So we are doing that Tuesday, January 30th. We will tweet out a link as we get closer, but make sure to mark your calendar for that. And uh, until then, we'll see you next Friday on The Rundown and next Thursday on The Rundown. Take it easy, and no matter what color you are, stay black. See ya. Bye.